Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Ah, we have a really a different kind of show, a fascinating show today with a dear friend and a lovely woman, and I think you'll enjoy her quite a bit. Of course, first we have our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. From the universe. The great thing about change is that it absolutely, positively, always means that things are going to get better. Even when you don't know how, you rock the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley and the universe, uh, encouraging us to understand that, you know, change always leads to something positive, even if it doesn't feel like it at the time. You know, sometimes we get a little bit too caught up in the um, little things and, and, you know, we get too worried about change because we're too used to things staying the same. Um, but actually change is, is actually a very positive agent, even though we're not usually wired that way. And let's see what Abraham has for us today. You cannot notice what is and complain about it and be a vibrational match to the solution. When you were living the problem, you were asking for the solution and source said yes immediately. So there's never a reason for you to be wallowing around in a problem for more than about a second. You can get so good at that before you're even aware that the problem has gotten started, you've already got the solution underway, Abraham. So, you know, here's something that Abraham really talks a lot about, and this is about being in alignment with the solution and not the problem. And, uh, you know, we all have a tendency to think that these challenges in our life, these problems that we're dealing with, that like there's something bad, there's something negative. And the truth is they're really not. And, you know, Abraham's perspective on this has always been that via contrast, that when we have, um, you know, something that helps us to clarify the things that we don't like or don't want in our lives, that that's actually a good thing because that allows us to come up with more clarity around what we do want where things get stuck and where we tend to have our individual challenges is that we focus so much on the things that we don't want that we forget that in order to really shift and change it and to allow the universe to bring us the solution to bring us the change to bring us something different we need to focus on the solutions we need to envision it to to visualize it to talk about it to act as if the solution is already here. And yes, it takes practice. And yes, we don't change this habit overnight. And yes, you know, it, it's not necessarily something we're used to doing. And that's okay. Let's all be a little bit gentler with ourselves. Let's all remember that we're human beings and that we're not perfect. And that's why we're here. And give ourselves the space, the freedom, the time to get better at it. So all these quotes of the day that I keep reading from Abraham and from the universe, they're merely reminders to encourage you to focus on those things that help to move us in the direction that we ultimately really want to go. Because let's face it, we don't want to stay stuck in any challenges or problems. We don't want to stay where we are when it's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good. We want to move in a positive direction. We want to move in an uplifting direction. We want to find the solutions to things. So what do we need to do? We need to just put the majority, 80, 90% of our focus on what will it take to get to that solution or just what is the solution not even worry about what it takes to get there the universe will bring you the hows we don't have to worry about the hows we just need to worry about the what's what do you want you don't like this situation How, what do you want to be different in the situation and look at it you don't like the way your coworkers are treating you in the office what does it look like when they're treating you well you know you don't like the way your business is operating what does it look like when the business is operating perfectly 
you know, you, you, you don't like the way things are working out in your relationships. How do those relationships look when they're working great? And focus on that vision of things working out. Focus on that frequency of what it feels like when things are just flowing and moving and going exactly the way you want them to. And that's our greatest challenge because we're so stuck on what is, you know, what's the truth and what's the reality. You know, Abraham always says the truth is a lousy excuse for focusing on what you don't want. Just because it's true does not mean you have to focus on it. As a matter of fact, the more we learn not to focus on the way things are and more to focus on the way we want them to be, the more change we can affect, the more positivity we can bring into our own life and the life of people, lives of people around us. So let's look for those solutions. Hope you enjoyed this week's quotes of the week. Of course, we'll have more for you next week. And now it is my pleasure to introduce to you a woman who's all about solutions, uh, Victoria Medina. Victoria is an author, a motivational speaker, and a photographic artist. And her new book, One Nation, One Mission, One Promise, features images from her American Spirit photographic art exhibit and includes some of her original poetry and prose, plus quotes from famous Americans. It's currently an Amazon.com bestseller in the art and photography category. Category, and she is speaking locally on this uh, very same theme. She has also launched the Great American Challenge, a video series that everyone can participate in. And the vision is to celebrate what you love about America and how you can uplift those around you, your family, your children, your friends, neighbors, community, and ultimately the world. And it is my pleasure to bring Victoria to onto the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's wonderful to have you here. So, it, you know, it's quite interesting. I mean, I know you mostly as a commercial photographer, right? That's how we met through some business networking a group that we're in together. And when you mentioned about this, this project, this book, and the things you're working on, I thought this is really interesting. And, and I'm just curious, like, how did uh, uh, somebody with uh, the background that you have, I mean, you also have sort of a performance background and photography background. How did you decide in, in these times, especially now when we're in like the presidential campaign series where everybody is talking about what's wrong with this country and, and, and you know, one side's pointing the finger at the other side and the other side's pointing the finger at the other side and everyone's, you know, talking about what, what's wrong with everything around us. What, what made you decide to create this book that really kind of celebrates, you know, what's right about this country? Well, it's interesting. I've actually created the book uh, uh, some time ago, but it seems to be timeless. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's exactly what you said. Every presidential election, we start to, um, it seems to be what divides us. Right. You know, this side, as you just said, this side against this side, that side against that side. And yet, if we focus on what unites us, mm-hmm. And that's really what this book is about, what unites us. And the one thing that unites us on both sides of the aisle, across all um, cultures, across all religions in this country, the one thing we all agree on are the Charters of Freedom, Mm. the Declaration of Independence, Uh the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. It's one thing that unites us. And regardless of what you think about, as soon as you mention that, it's one thing that everyone feels they will collectively strive to uphold. Right. So, so was there a specific incident, uh, an event that happened, or, or some inspiration that came to you to decide to, to focus on these things? It actually started, um, I started thinking about it after 9-11. Ah. And having um, experienced the events that happened shortly thereafter. I mm-hmm. I was in L.A. the day that it happened, uh. and I came back to New York in November. Mm-hmm. And I used to work at the World Trade Center. Oh, really? And I had a, a friend who was in the military, mm-hmm. and he actually took me to Ground Zero. Oh. I mean, we literally walked right in, and at that time, um, because he had a m- military ID, he was in the National Guard, mm-hmm. they everyone just had this sense of unity and connection Mm, with each other 
and we were immediately welcomed mm-hmm. in to help and I took photographs of it and and I just remember just all the things that were happening around us and then not too long afterwards just things started to change and to, the day after 9-11 you, you, there was this it was the worst 9-11 was the worst of times right clearly right the next day was the beginning of a sense of unity of a sense of healing i've never experienced that myself i imagine that um people do you you read about this like after world war ii there was Mm -hmm. that sense of unity Mm -hmm. and then as you were saying as in this presidential election and the last ones that have happened before this one there's always this seems to be this air of divisiveness Right. And I took a photograph of a flag, mm-hmm. and and it sat with me. And then I was I was just you know playing around. I, I use a lot of different software, and I have a lot of different images. And these images just started flowing through my mind, mm. and they started coming out one after the other. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had reached a point where I wanted to bring the things that I loved under one umbrella. Hmm. which was photography, writing, and performing. Oh, okay. So the first thing I did was I decided to create this exhibit, mm-hmm. and the response was just really wonderful and really positive. And, and if anyone wants to look at the exhibit, they can see it um, on my website mm-hmm. um, at um, victoriamedinagallery.com if you want to look at the exhibit. Right. And from there... I just started thinking about poetry and uh, prose that would go with the photos because I knew I wanted to create a book to go with the exhibit. Uh, and how long did it take you to put the exhibit together? Quite some time. Yeah. Um, you know, because you play with it and then you, you start thinking about, because I started merging a lot of different images together. Mm-hmm. So I would play with it and then I would you know, discard certain things and bring mm-hmm. in other things. And right, right. so it, it took some time for the exhibit to be um, wow. developed. So, so this is really something that's been in the works for the last 14 years. Oh, God, no. Um, it started, it, I started thinking, yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah, I started thinking yeah. about it after 9-11, but I didn't start working on it um, until several years later. Oh, okay. It was um, a few years Probably later. about, uh, where are we now? 2015 probably about 2010 about 2010 yeah i started really yeah yeah so it was kind of like there under the surface for a number of years and then like for the last five years you've actually been working on it and putting yeah first came the exhibit and then the book and and, um and now i'm actually in the process of writing a theater piece to go with the the book and the exhibit and again i've been speaking to a lot of people having some readings about it and have gotten some wonderful um, responses Wonderful. and and so the book I've been quite moved by the one of the things that I, I when I, when people read it they say to me they're inspired and that's Wonderful. what I wanted Great. people to feel when Great. they read the book. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, it's time for us to take our first commercial break. Um, so let's go out to break, and when we come back, let's really talk what the book is really all about and, and you know, kind of what, uh, why people are kind of drawn to this book. Okay? All right, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Victoria Medina, talking all about her book, One Nation, One Mission, One Promise, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. What are the latest travel trends? How can travel be a part of your overall health and wellness plan? This is William Paris, lifestyle travel consultant and your host on Travel and Wellness Today. Join me on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time for Travel Chat, 
travel tips, and travel news updates. That's on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we're talking with Victoria Medina today about her book, um, I guess inspired by the events of 9-11 that developed over many, many years called One Nation, One Mission, One Promise. So um, you mentioned that you started, that, when did the book officially come out? Uh, officially came out about, let me look. <laughs> This is the second edition, uh-huh. and the first one, maybe about a couple of years ago? I can't okay. read it right now. Around 2013 or so? Yeah. Okay. Um, and and uh, But the, the exhibit had been out, you said you created the exhibit around 2010. Yes, yeah. Uh, but from... Uh, and and did you have the idea to create a book from the exhibit oh, yes. right away? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was always that was that was the trifecta I wanted to create. I the see. exhibit, a book, and then the, the theater piece. Yeah. And and now the book compa- contains not just your photography, but um, poetry and prose that you wrote to kind of go along with the photography. Maybe um, we can explain to the listeners a little bit of of what the why the pose and poetry element to the as opposed to it just being like you know one of these coffee table books with just a lot of pictures in it i i think it's because i'm at heart a writer and i've been writing poetry for as long as i could remember Mm. and that was my connection i see to the images um so that so it wasn't anything i i didn't really think about it in terms of um coffee table books that have text i was thinking about what i could create and and poetry just seemed a a natural extension of the photographs for me and what i um started hearing in my mind Hmm. and so what was your intention sort of behind this exhibit and this book and and we'll talk about the stuff that comes later too but what was really the intention what were you hoping would be the response to this? What were you hoping to sort of create with with this work? Well, one of the things that it, it says, um, the subtitle of the book is mm-hmm. The Continuing Journey mm-hmm. of Fulfilling the Promises Made on July 4th, 1776. Right. And the first part of the book, because I started, I st- again, because it was right after 9-11 that I started reading the Charters of Freedom. Uh. And what struck me was that when you read um, the first lines of the Constitution, we the people of the United States, it struck me, my God, that's a mission statement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm put those two things together. That's a mission statement. All and right. then, of course, the promise are the lines from the Declaration of Independence. Uh, and, and the beautiful line, and I, I just think these documents in and of themselves, um, especially the Declaration of Independence, is just share poetry to me Hmm. in terms of what humanity can strive to be Hmm. and i started thinking about that i love history Mm -hmm. and i started thinking about that period of time when that was first written Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying we're not flawed as human beings and the people who wrote it at the time aren't flawed but their vision Mm -hmm. changed the world the moment those words were written the moment they were discussed the moment they were proclaimed, the entire world shifted. Hmm. And people started having an opportunity to think about how they could live their best lives. Hmm. Not just for a king or a monarchy or hmm. a family, but how they could live their best lives. What can they contribute to the world? Hmm. That was unheard of before. Yeah, yeah. Which still fascinates me. 
And so the line where it says to form a more perfect Perfect union union. and why I say a continuing journey is because there have been, you know, every generation strives to be even better from the generation before. Right, which we, we, we stand on the shoulders of those who come before us. Exactly, exactly. And how can we celebrate that? Hmm. And recognize, like, I love Abraham Hicks. I was mm-hmm. thrilled that you were t- discussing um, some quotes from him. And so, if you think about what people have done for you and I to sit here right. and have this conversation, right. because there was a time, okay, so, you know, the Declaration of Independence came out in 1776, and it took over, uh, I think, 140 years before women got a voice, right. <laughs> before they had the vote. Right. And so, you know, you, you have Thomas Jefferson who started and then Elizabeth Cady Stanton, mm-hmm. Susan B. Anthony mm-hmm. and all the wonderful women of the suffragists who followed on that. And then, you know, so many um, over, I think, 70 or 80 years later, of course, was the Civil Rights Movement. Mm-hmm. And a lot happened, of course, in between. But with mm-hmm. each generation, mm-hmm. our voices are are more accepted and and it's interesting you know people tend to look around today and they see like all these problems and this is wrong and that's wrong and oh my god what about this and what about that and and they tend to think like the world is worse off than it used to be and the truth is the world actually is much better off than it used to be not that there aren't problems and challenges that we have to deal with of course those are there but in certain aspects of society, like things are much, much better for the average person than they have ever been before. And, and we have access to more than we've ever had before. And there's more opportunity. There's more information available. There's more ability to communicate, to travel, to do all these things. You know, even just 50 years ago, the idea of traveling to a foreign country was beyond the reach of 80 to 90 percent of most people. And now it's like nothing to get on a plane and go to another country. Exactly. And and that's what I, I think about a lot is coming from that place of celebration of what we have accomplished mm-hmm. opens up the mind to how much further you can go. To focus right. on the solutions, to focus right. on how can we be even better, right. as opposed to if you're because if you're only focusing on the problem, you become very myopic. Right. And you, and and there are problems. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is this is not about looking at America through rose-colored glasses. Hmm. This is not in right. any way, shape, or form because we could not be where we are today right. if we did that. Right. This is about celebrating what we've had. Mm-hmm. acknowledging the tra- the challenges mm-hmm. that still exist mm-hmm. and seeing and, and and seeing how because we are this exceptional society mm-hmm. how we can then be even better for the next generation and how we individually can contribute to that because we inherit this incredible legacy right right so how can we then say not just looking at our public servants, mm-hmm. because everyone who is a politician is, is ultimately a public, a public servant. Right. Not just to look at them, but what can we do individually right. with each other? It, there's a story that I shared not too long ago in a video, mm-hmm. which was fascinating to me. I was on a, a New York City subway, mm-hmm. and I met this, and I overheard um, a woman kind of, you know, just complaining about this and complaining about that and complaining about this. <laughs> and then she says, oh, and America's going downhill. We're like, people still say we're great, but we're going downhill. We're not great anymore. It's right. so like I took a deep breath and I went over and I, and I bent over and I, I just whispered to her and I said, I overheard what you said and I'm wondering, what would you do to make it better? Hmm. And she kind of was like, took a little startled right yeah (laughs) and she said the most fascinating thing she said i don't have a voice nobody would listen to me Hmm. like well i heard you yeah this person sitting next to you who you're speaking to hears you 
Mm. Your family, your friends, you have a voice. Mm. And she was so, and I was so moved by mm. how struck she was by me saying that. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, and I said, I'm not here to, you know, to, um, to preach to you or anything. It was just, it was, it was curious, and I wanted to ask you this because I write a book about it, and and it's one of the things I talk about. And mm-hmm. you know, enjoy your days. Something to think about. So, um, so I went and I sat down and a couple of stops went by and I went to leave Mm -hmm. and I went over to say goodbye to her and now she has this big smile on her face Mm. and she kindly, she asked me what the name of my book was and I told her and she said, thank you. Mm. And I thanked her because in that moment, I don't know what, what will happen, but we have a voice. We have a voice too that we can share even uh, with the people around us. Absolutely. And, and it's such a common thing that people think they don't have a voice, that their vote doesn't count. What they have to say doesn't count. Nobody listens to them. And the truth is, people do listen to us. They listen to us all the time. We just don't recognize that people are listening to us. And, and because we don't feel empowered, we don't feel like we have the ability to make change, we don't make any effort towards it. But if we actually made an effort towards making some change, who knows what the results might be? Yes, yes. And how, even thinking about little ways that you can uplift yourself. Mm-hmm. And inspire yourself and what inspires you Mm. and then share that. Mm. And then how would you take that and inspire somebody else and uplift them and then uplift your your children and your family and your neighbors and your community? And that has like an amazing ripple Ripple effect. effect. Yeah, being that that pebble dropped in the still water and the ripples go out and you never know how they may affect people. Right. I mean, I I told the story the other week of how uh, in the middle of the day, a woman dropped by the center here and she was visiting from Germany and she just wanted to come by to say how she loves the radio station and she listens to it all the time from Germany. And I was just so struck by it because, you know, I see she has the address written on a little piece of paper that this woman like took time out of her vacation or, you know, trip, whatever she was doing here to come and stop by and say hello and to say that. that. And it's, you know, sometimes, you know, you you do these radio shows, you you put the stuff out there and you don't know who you're affecting. Yes. And so it's nice to to get that little bit of a reminder like, hey, like people are really listening. So you never know when you drop that pebble in the pond, how far those ripples can reach. And that's why I think it's so important to have as many positive voices out there as 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 possible because there is this there are a lot of outlets for um the fear and the challenge negative things but i think the more people can come from a positive perspective and start thinking about it in that way um as you were saying you don't know who's you get somebody in Germany may say, hey, you know, that's working for them there. Maybe I could use this here. And right. because it's about elevating ultimately humanity. Exactly. Right. OK, so it's time for us to take another commercial break. Um, when we come back, let's talk about what this book is leading to, because it doesn't stop with the book, does it? No, no, thank you. Yes, I'd <laughs> so, love to. So everyone, please stay tuned. Uh, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest is Victoria Medina. And if anybody would like to call in and ask questions, of course, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. We'll be right back. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, 
My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're here talking with Victoria Medina, uh, creator of the book One Nation, One Mission, One Promise, available on Amazon. Yes. So um, you had this vision, I guess. You started with a a photo exhibit, basically, in gallery, and then you created the book from it. But you're not stopping there. You're creating something more from this, aren't you? Yes. One I was on a, a a phone call one day and a, a networking call, mm-hmm. and I was sharing this pitch about the book. And the next person who spoke on the phone said, "Oh my God, I love! I have chills, and I'm so inspired, and and this is great." And from there, I started thinking, "Wow, that's really special." Mm-hmm. So. I had this idea called the Great American Challenge. Hmm. And what I, what's been wonderful, we, we've been um, videotaping and anyone can do this as well. What, what it is, is to read the book, mm-hmm. see what's your favorite part about the book. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite poem? How does mm-hmm. it inspire you? How does it move you? And then to find your favorite spot Mm -hmm. and it could be a place in your home or an historical spot or somewhere in your neighborhood it could be anywhere at all anywhere Mm -hmm. and read the poem Mm -hmm. and then share how did this inspire you Mm -hmm. and then how do you take that to continue to uplift yourself uplift your family your friends your children and and suggestions that you would have for the world Mm -hmm. and and people are sharing this on video Mm-hmm. And sending me the video and I'm uploading it. Ah. And then the second part is what we talked about before is how we, you know, are, are living from one legacy to another mm-hmm. um, from what people have done for us. Mm. So who are your unsung heroines and heroes? Ah. Because okay. we know about a lot of the mainstream heroes that we read about in history. Right. But there is always somebody in your particular um, culture or religion or environment or mm-hmm. gender or your family or your family yes that has inspired you mm-hmm. and how, has, how and how when there are those moments where you just really say yes I can do it I can move forward I can move on I could get this done how do you then share the same thing how what was that message mm-hmm. that continues to inspire you mm-hmm. and then how would you um, and then in, in the same thing in the, in the second video is how do you take that message forward and what would you suggest and how would you share that with everybody? Oh, and so we're, we're, we upload um, the videos and so one video is uploaded with the poetry and the next one's uploaded with the unsung heroes. And, and again, the response has been really, really, um, really wonderful. Just really wonderful. Can you give us an example or do you have off the top of your head? Do you remember like something that somebody shared that really yeah. touched you? The first one that we did was with um, Je- um, Jessica Brittany Smith, mm-hmm. who is an amazing performer. She is a singer and a dancer. And, um, and she wanted to, she, her unsung hero was Alvin Haley. Ah, uh, okay. So we went in front of Alvin Ailey's dance studio mm-hmm. and, and you could um, see her video and she read um, one of the poems and she talked about why that poem moved her. Mm. And she talked about how standing in front of Alvin Ailey's dance studio where this man had an idea, 
He mm. just had an idea for a, for a dance company. Mm-hmm. Unheard of in his lifetime. Right. Unheard of from somebody who came from Harlem, right. who was African-American descent, mm-hmm. who wanted to open up a dance company. And that dance company and the dances that they created mm-hmm. are one of the most celebrated in the world today. Absolutely, yeah. And his legacy continues on with the dance theater, um, with his theater on, um, um, it's in the 50s, on 8th Avenue or 9th Avenue, I believe. You can look it up at Alvin Ailey um, um, Dance Center. And and his legacy continues, and they're training dancers every day, and new choreographers come out from there, and and new dancers are He became a real inspiration to the African-American community, and not just African-Americans, but I think, you know, any, any... Per person of color, right? Um, of, of being able to create or any something. dancer or any, any dancer, dancer yeah. from across all walks of life. Yeah, absolutely. We have um, a gentleman who um, uh, uh, we have someone who's who talked about how their grandmother inspired them. Uh, I have a woman who talks about how her mother inspired her. Another gentleman who speaks about how his mother inspired him, hmm. and a woman who talks about um, how her family when they came here um, what they gave to her so it's just mm. these wonderful wonderful stories I see and and wonder and and celebrating people and and so if somebody wants to get in on the action how would they uh, like where would they upload the videos or, or what would they do to participate in this well this there's, there's um if you go to VictoriaMedina.com mm-hmm. and you can actually if you sign in which would be wonderful because one mm-hmm. of the things that we also have there is an inspirational ebook that you could download oh, wonderful. filled with quotes and, and, and images that you can just have on your iPad or on your iPhone to just uplift and inspire you whenever mm-hmm. you just want to take that moment to look at it and you could click there and you could click on the the link to one nation one mission one promise mm-hmm. and there will be the information for the great american challenge okay uh, if you want to go directly to the site it mm-hmm. is one nation one mission one promise.com okay and you could also click on the link there um the great mm-hmm. american challenge uh you could also email me at info mm-hmm. at victoria medina dot com okay. and I could send you information that way. So so it sounds like you've gotten a lot of positive response to what you're putting out there. Have you had any detractors? Has there been any sort of criticism of like, hey, what are you doing? This is, you know, silly or anything like that? What I've had people reserved. Ah, okay. They like the idea and and they're moved by it and mm-hmm. then they're well, they start thinking about it seems too Pollyanna to them, mm, I guess you would say. Okay. And which is why I then say, that's the point. Point, yes. <laughs> because we're not a, supposed to look at America through rose-colored glasses. Right. So your skepticism, your concerns are supposed to be there on the surface. Right. But they're not supposed to negate Exactly. All that we've done. Which goes back to our quote of the day about focusing on the solution and not on the problem. Exactly. And that, you know, this is a, a wonderful, wonderful effort of, you know, taking stock of, you know, all that we have here in this country and realizing, like, yeah, there are some things we want to change, but there are some great things about it as well. And and that's something I, I believe is true for probably any country in the world, that there are both challenges and there are there are great things of it as well. Any country, any culture, any ethnicity, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, people say it's like the easiest to criticize your own ethnicity because you're on the inside and you see all the flaws of it. Um, but also it's a great perspective to be able to see what's good about it and, and what really is uplifting and, and, and helping. And, and that this is something that as we sort of retrain our brains to th- look at not just what the issues are, but what are the good things about it, that we can bring out more of the good aspects of it and celebrate those things and let the things that aren't as good kind of fade away. Right. And one of the things that um, the book focuses on is several things. Like we have 
I wrote um, a tribute to the environment. Uh, There's a tribute in here to the military and mm-hmm. our first responders. There's a right. tribute to our eclecticness. And one of the things that I ask people to do, if you are bilingual, right. like I have a, um, a colleague who I, I believe, and I, I don't know what, if it's, Yiddish or Hebrew uh, and he's going to do one of the videos and I said oh let's do a version in, in Hebrew, Hebrew as yeah. well because that's really fantastic <laughs> and I have another colleague who speaks Spanish and I, and so if you're if you're a bilingual right. and you want to create a video in, in, in two different languages that's really wonderful because that's what makes us exceptional right. that we have all these different talents and and, and, and all these because basically America, everyone who lives in America has, we have just about, I would believe, a representative from every culture in the world. Oh, absolutely. I think just in New York America City, we have home. somebody from everyone in the world. Exactly. Well, not just New York City, <laughs> not but just across, New York, across the, country. the country. Absolutely, yes. And every time someone enters this country, yeah. they contribute. And how do we take those, con- and, and all those contributions, you know, you see it in our clothing, in our fashion, in our music, mm-hmm. in, in business. Right. Uh, if you look at one of the things that was really interesting, um, um, when you look at some of the bankers and you look at the different people who are CEOs today, mm. they're coming from very different walks of life. Mm. You have women, you have people of Indian descent, you have um uh, people of Japanese descent. I mean, you have people from all different cultures who have created businesses in this country right. that we celebrate, that we um, right. um, we benefit from. So all of those different minds, yeah, coming all together. those different ideas. And, and it really shows that just because people come from different cultures does not mean that those differences have to divide us. No. That we can celebrate those differences, we can enjoy them. I mean, that's what makes life rich. It, it, it you know, adds more color to the tapestry of yes. life. And that it doesn't have to be something that necessarily separates us or divides us. No, and actually, I think that it expands us. Absolutely. Okay, so time for us to take our last commercial break, believe it or not. So when we come back, let's talk about the workshop, because there's something a little bit more even beyond the video, yes? That you want to create? Okay, so uh, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Victoria Medina talking about her book uh, and, and those things inspired from it. One Nation, One Mission, One Promise. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Dude. Dude. Transforming Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. It's the Dudes of Disruption. The Dudes of Disruption is a new show geared toward the global tribe of disruptors who are committed to interrupting the automatic ways of their lives so they go out and leave their mark on the world powerfully. Consider every Tuesday night, 8 to 9 Eastern, on TalkingAlternative.com, forever disrupted. The Dudes of Disruption, disrupting your automatics. Dude. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. (laughs) 
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour to Victoria Medina, um, photographer, motivational speaker, and author of One Nation, One Mission, One Promise. Now, besides this being having been a gallery exhibit and a book, and now it's this um, sort of video—I don't even know what to call it—a video. The Great American Spirit, uh, the Great American, American Challenge, Challenge video series. Video series. Um, you're actually looking to kind of go out and, and sort of spread the word about this why is that i again it's just getting back to there's there's a lot more that unites us than divides us in this Mm. country and i would like to hear i I would love to hear you know our um political leaders speak about how they would like to bring us together about what unites us about how we can collectively work together towards mm, yeah. um, whatever challenges that we have to solve that the the beauty of where we because one of uh, I um, you know I, I I saw this wonderful show the other day and it, it was a Penn and Teller show ah, okay. um, and yeah, and he it. talked about and they talked about how living overseas you know not living there traveling overseas how it really made them appreciate what we have here right right and if you think about that in and of itself mm-hmm. then how can we work together mm. and we do it here's you know one of the things that's in going back to not just 9-11 but a lot of events that have occurred over um the the last few years with various hurricanes and storms and 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 um mudslides and crises when there is a crisis, people come together. Right. And there's this wonderful quote by Bloomberg after 9-11 that talks about how these men and women ran into these burning buildings to help. Right. They didn't ask, what was your religion? Right. Where do you live? What's right. your background? They went right. in and they helped. Right. And when there's a crisis, we always come together. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase that. We usually mostly strive to come uh, on a humane level come together to help each other out and so how can we do that on a daily basis Hmm. and so i have this i I love this idea about so who would you like to hear that message besides our politicians i think everybody Hmm. i think everybody because the one the, the moment you say to somebody the moment you, you say to somebody, you can't have something, you shouldn't have that. Hmm. I would like that person who's saying it to think, well, should that be taken away from you as well? How do you mean? Well, if you say to somebody, um, um, someone shouldn't have a particular right. Okay. Or, you know, and, and I don't want to get into a specific because then it goes into a whole nother tangent. Right. But if you're thinking somebody shouldn't have a particular right to do something, okay. then to think about, well, what if that right was taken away from you? Okay. And the whole point of, of being in this amazing country mm-hmm. is for all of us to live our best lives in harmony hmm. in, in some way. So, so I, I, and, and I think the founders... Our four, and I, I say our, um, yeah, our forefathers and our four parents because they all had women with them right, as well. Right. And so they yeah. tried to find a way for people to communicate with each other from a sense of what's your, what's your heart, what's your humanity, mm. what, what, how would you care for another human being? So, so this is a message you want to get out to places like schools, uh, businesses, uh, civic organizations? Yes, yeah, so to speak in colleges, um, associations, absolutely, to talk about how can we contribute right. um, collectively for a better world for our children, for our children's children, for each other on a daily basis. Right. And to get away from the um, um, the rhetoric of anger yeah. and the rhetoric of fear, fear and hate mm-hmm. to um, to a to a to a much more positive discussion of, of care, of understanding, of focus and again, to not take away what those challenges are, right. you have to look at them. There's no, there's no 
if ends or buts about that but if you 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 cannot paint one group of people with the same brush right and and if we could start getting away from that and focus on what the core solutions are Mm -hmm. on a collective basis because we pretty much live in this country pretty well yeah um and then you could take care of those concerns in those other areas. Mm-hmm. So, so you've had a, a pretty positive reaction to your message and to this work and everything. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people are maybe more open today than they were yesterday to hear what you have to say? Yeah, it's very interesting because when the first when the book first came out, people weren't that. No, I was really surprised uh. when I first started talking about it. How. You know, it was like, oh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. But I I think it's because we've gone so far the other way in Mm. terms of um, just really um, anger Mm. that everything's a balance. Right. And I think we have to have this balance of of good and bad. Mm. And and I think people really want to hear good things because ultimately we're optimistic optimism um helps you to move forward optimism gives you a sense of 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 um of what the next step could be Mm. and and again you know to get away from the fear and the anger Mm. and so like one of the the poems that i've written called american spirit is like if you think about it you you when you go on a plane or if the american spirit encompasses so many different types of people Mm. and if you're on a plane you're with people who you're not always going to get along with and you're not always going to agree with but you're in the small tube together going from one from point a to point b and there are things that you're all doing you're all eating at the same time you're watching a movie you're sleeping you're taking care of your kids and look around you like have that kind of sense of respect So who, ins- who inspires you today? Who inspires me today? I love John Stewart. Ah. Oh my God. He, he, he's, he's, he says so many wonderful things and so many wonderful quotes. And I was, I was looking up a lot of quotes um, for the play that I'm writing. And, and he talked, in, and I don't remember it offhand, but it had something to do with um, having a voice Mm-hmm. Using your voice, contributing, mm. um, not being afraid to say to vote, mm. um, to take part mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like we talk about, you know, how much money is in our political system, but right. that doesn't that doesn't have to be the narrative. Right, right, and the, and just because there is a lot of money in politics doesn't mean that we the people can't change that. Exactly. Uh, so you said you're writing a play. Yes, I'm writing a play based on the book, and it goes and it goes through different parts of history. Okay. And there is a spirit that goes through, and it, it talks about one of the things that it, that it says: um, if you if you look into the eyes of a human, another human life, mm-hmm. do you think your life is more important than their life? Mm. And it says along the themes of that, and 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 people who have come to this country and talked like there's this wonderful story of a woman who talks about how in the most beautiful thing is you can get an education in this country, mm. and if you go to the library, no. the only payment you have to have is to whisper. <laughs> it's your only payment <laughs> but you could go into the library and pick up a book and borrow it yeah and read it and in some places in the world that's unheard of yeah, yeah. and that's such a simple thing that we you know that that we could just go into and just look at these books that are centuries old and and recent books and now iBooks and that we could read. Yeah, yeah, they have access to the information. Right. So, so the play is about the journey. I see. The journey that we've had and 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 different characters who come here and celebrate how safe they feel. Mm. Like there are parts of the country where people don't right. feel safe right. walking around. So that's another thing that that's and touched there upon are in that in the entire in the, countries around the world where people don't feel safe in the whole country. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we 
feel, you know, for the most part. Relatively speaking. Yeah, yeah, for the most part we feel safe. But where we don't feel safe, we have a greater opportunity for a solution there because Mm. our laws are already in place than in countries that don't have it at all. Right, right. Or who may have laws, but they're never enforced. So it's it's a little bit more um, uncivilized, shall we say. In other countries. In other countries, yeah. 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 So, Victoria, if people want to learn more about uh, your book, your work, uh, the video series, all that stuff, how would they find out more about you? Well, you can um, go to one nation one mission one promise.com okay or victoria medina.com okay and you can also email me at info at victoria medina.com and, and just for those listening victoria medina v-i-c-t-o-r-i-a medina m-e-d-i-n-a and you could also find the book any i think it's on an international um internationally but i know i know it's definitely in the uk and you could find it on amazon.com so if you have amazon in your area um you should be able to find the book there as well wonderful wonderful well thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come into the studio today victoria thank you so much for having me as your guest it's such a pleasure to see Uh, you it's my pleasure to having you here thank you thank you and everybody um thank you for listening we'll be back next week with more uh, guests can't remember off the top of my head but i know i got somebody great coming in next week um and uh, of course uh, please stay tuned for all of the great shows on talking alternative throughout the week more new shows tuesday evenings thursday noontime friday and i of course will be back and i will talk to you next week You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Join us for the 14th Annual Vigil for International Peace and Ecology on Sunday, September 20th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
a celebration of live music and dance performances, art installations, and a world peace flag ceremony that celebrates the United Nations International Day of Peace. That's Sunday, September 20th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Park, Nuremberg, Banshell by the Bethesda Fountain. For more information or to volunteer, go to vigilforinternationalpeace.org. That's number four in the URL. Or call 646-765-7890. That's 646-765-7890. See you there. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 